This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today on Everyday Tech, we're discussing at-home technology. Home networking can be a pain, but it doesn't have to be. So today we're going to take the mystery out of home networking by discussing the best ways to build a network suitable for your home. So give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, home networking is never as simple as connecting device A to device B. So today on Everyday Tech, we're discussing at-home technology. Uh, At-home networking, actually, using technology. We want you to be a part of this conversation, so give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464, or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So how are you guys doing this morning? Doing wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, also very well. Well, before we get... A little get, chilly, though. It is. Yeah, I love bit, it. But I'm loving it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm good with it. Feels good. And look, are you complaining? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We no, don't no. want the gods to hear that, and then tomorrow it'll be 95. Oh, my goodness. So before we get into any tech news or the uh, show topic today... I want to say happy anniversary to Wilts and Jeremy. One year anniversary Woo-hoo. with Thank the you. show. Thank you. This is our one year of together, man. Yeah, dude. It's been awesome. Twin Powers Unite. Look at them yeah. guys. You know, they- <laughs> I, I got to say, it's it's been a really fast year. You it know, really I, I got married this year. I was really expanding my business. You know, it, I, I'm, I'm still thinking it should be January, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, it it's, almost is. It's been very <laughs> exactly. rewarding. You know, I don't know how many people that we've helped since we've taken on this show, but that's why I did it originally, because I wanted to be able to increase my contribution. I've been blessed with so much in my own life that I wanted to help people as much as I possibly could. And by taking on this position, it allows us to do that. You know, when we, when there's a big Windows uh, uh, exploit or something out there, we can say, hey, it's time to update. And people will go, oh. Those guys said it's time to update. We better update. Hey, by so, the way, this week, yeah. big Windows exploit along with everything else, it's time to update. Oh, wonderful. Okay, guys, it's time yeah. to update. Yeah. 
And like me, what does that mean? How do I do it? Oh, there's what a huge button do I push? Here. I don't know. Awesome. <laughs> but again, I just want to say I've been with you guys since July of this year, and I've enjoyed every day working with you guys. Well, thank you. And I we look have forward too. to a lot of more years together. I've got a little speech I've got to read, though. Oh, I've Lord. got some people I've got to thank. You know, they're going to play me off. Um, wait, wait, Java, I need the music. <laughs> I uh, I want to thank my uh, my assistant, who is actually also my dad, Glenn. Uh, without him, I would not be able to come up here and do this. I would not be able to do the show from Hattiesburg because while the shop was unoccupied by me, he was the one running it. Um, and I've got a new guy, uh, Jonathan. Um he is uh, very, very helpful, and he hasn't been with us very long, and he's already proven that he's uh, he's in it for the long haul, and uh, we're excited to be working together. Uh, this weekend, we did a big wiring job where we set up a bunch of cameras in a uh, in a uh, daycare center, mm. and so uh, we got uh, a lot of experience working with each other in, in harsh conditions, you know, 100 degrees in the attic and all that. Um, we do a little bit of that. We don't we don't see it a whole lot, but we'd like to see more of it, and um, I'm just really happy to have a crew that is is – they see the vision of this this company that I've created so long ago, and I'm just I'm just proud to be here in this moment. So thank y'all, thank y'all, everyone, the listeners, Wilts, Michelle. This mm-hmm. has been amazing. I yeah. know. Wait, wait. Let me give you a tissue. Oh, thank you guys <laughs> so much. I appreciate it. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Wilts, what, where's your speech? Yeah, man, where's your speech at? <laughs> you didn't know we were gonna have. Speeches? Well, guess what? Let's yeah, say this. Up, I, I got I got a, I got a more important exactly. Speech for this we, got a, we got a big announcement. Go ahead. Now, even, even you know, the, the main one that I would always have to, to thank in a lot of this, and, uh, and you know, today's a big day for us. Today is my wife, Kristen, and mine's 20th wedding anniversary. Woo! Congratulations. So, 20 years. 20 years. That's amazing. And it has been, you know, she has, as you could imagine, has had to put up with a lot. I know, man. Living with you must be Oh, man. It's <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, it's it's never a dull moment, but you know, um, I could not ask for a a better partner, a better wife, a better mother with our children, and oh. just all of this. I mean, she is just a, an amazing, amazing woman that has uh, you know blessed me so much over these years. So happy anniversary, babe! I love you. Oh. And you know, as the woman, uh, <clears throat> we need a violinist. Right. I'm sorry, what, we need what, some music. What, what was the gift? Did she did she wake up to a you know two carat diamond ring? She woke up next to me, isn't that? Oh! Um, yeah, that is the, well, I mean, is the two carat diamond ring. I'm a lot more than two carats. Stop it! That's funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like again, today's topic is. At home networking, all right? So we want you to give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four for all of your at-home networking issues, problems, questions. But we're going to go to the phone lines now and, and have our first caller from Collins, Mississippi. Good morning, Bob. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing great. Bob. great. All right, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. No problem. I have, I have a major problem. I have a landline telephone. And I get about 20 calls a day, unknown caller and all that kind of stuff. It's really aggravating. And this is what I need to know is, uh, is there any kind of answer machine or, or equipment you can buy and hook up at home to block these numbers? It's the same numbers all day long, all the time. Hmm. Well, we usually deal with the uh, the, yeah. the smartphones and things like that, which are easier to block numbers on these days. Your landline is a little more difficult. Um, I'm not even sure. Can providers? I know at the office we can, but we're computer controlled. 
Um, now, one little trick I used to do, and it actually worked quite a bit, especially if it's like the robocalls, the computers calling you, Yeah. Um, is what I did, and, and it can be kind of hard to do this, but sometimes you can. I got managed to get a recording of that tone. Whenever you call someone's phone line and it has that ding, 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 the number you have reached has been disconnected. Mm-hmm. Well, if you record that those three tones in the beginning, and I made that the opening tone of my answering machine, yeah. and what happens is the computer on the other end hears those tones. It doesn't care what the words are after it. hears those tones, sees it as a disconnected number, and removes you from their calling list. So... Now, say, how, how do you get this town again? Well, especially, you, you got to almost know someone's number who's been disconnected. Oh, yeah, okay. Just <laughs> and record then, that. And just record that, and, you know, in other words, you know, and then you play that at the very beginning of your answering machine message, yeah. and then you go into, hey, this is Bob, I'm not home right now, but I'm I'm out enjoying the city of Collins, and I'll call you when I get back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that can help on certain computerized systems. I know that's a very low tech kind of. Uh, it sounds funny. I know some people are probably laughing right now, but it actually worked pretty good. I mean, Michelle's even laughing at me. There are devices uh, that you can actually hook into your line. Uh, one of them is called the CPR call blocker, and uh, I'm not. I, I didn't know about this device before about ten seconds ago, so uh, I'm I'm amazed to see this myself. Um, there are a few different options out there for little boxes that you can actually connect to your phone line, and um, you might want to look into one of those. I see one here called a Telebouncer, and then another one called the CPR Call Blocker. They all have really good reviews, so they must work pretty good. Say, say them first letters again about the blocker. What? CPR. CPR. Yes, sir. Call Blocker. Call Blocker. Mm-hmm. All right. Where, where do you think you might find one of these at? Well, I found them on Amazon, and there's a, let's see, this one runs about 80 bucks. All Whew. right. Might be worth uh, cutting out all those annoying calls, though. Man, yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a good day. You too. Right. You too, Bob. Take care. Thanks, Bob from Collins. All right, so today it's all about home networking. We'll talk about where to start when setting up a home network or what devices you will need to and how to troubleshoot. So let's start with the challenges of home networking. Everyone talks about um, how hard it is. And like me, I don't know what a, a modem is from a, you know, what else do we have? Uh, routers. Routers. And I just let Comcast or whoever come and set it up. All right. Well, let's, you know, let's go back to basics here. Your modem is the box that comes in from your uh, Internet provider that allows you to have internet access at your home. And then your router is the box that shares that connection with multiple devices like your iPads and your iPhones and your laptops and so forth. So that's uh, that's pretty much the easiest way to break that down. But when we talk about challenges in home networking, I would say the biggest challenge of all is signal strength. So um, these days, even that is becoming less of an issue. As um, the wireless technology has advanced, we are now on the AC standard, that's our state-of-the-art right now. Uh, it is much more powerful and much more capable of carrying that signal through uh, walls and things that interfere. In fact, yesterday I was at a client's house, and uh, AT&T had come out and set up a new modem. And I had recently gone out and set up her stuff myself, but he saw my stuff set up, and he's like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. So he just threw it aside. And the router that I had set up was much more powerful than the one that AT&T gives you. And so my client was having problems getting the signal in her house again, so I had to go back and set up the other router again because it's more powerful. It's mm-hmm. got better antennas on it and all that. So when you're picking the equipment and you're trying to reduce signal issues, you want to get one with some nice big antennas on it. These yeah. days they come with two to four, possibly even six, depending on what you need. 
Uh, you definitely want some antennas on your router. And the other thing is, too, thinking about the location of where you set your equipment up. Um, for one thing, I mean, I think it won't come to you know much surprise, but any, being around too much metal, of course, is always a negative thing when it comes to wireless signals. And here's the thing. We're asking so much more from our wireless devices now. Now you're streaming video, you're, you know, all of these things. Um, I always kind of joke, but one of the areas that I usually try to make sure I'm avoiding is anywhere near kitchens. Kitchens have a high amount of high voltage. Think about it. You're running your dishwashers and stoves. So you're microwaves. running 220. Yeah, microwaves. Mm-hmm. Um, so so things like that and fluorescent lights, which you normally are going to find more so in a kitchen than a lot of other places, are very um, harsh to wireless signals. So it takes a lot for them to overcome. So I've seen a lot of times when someone's been like, you know, I get a great signal on this side of the house, but really over here in the master bedroom, for example, I don't. And I find a lot of times it's going through the kitchen, and that can really make a difference. So experiment maybe with a couple of different locations in your home as well and see if something may work a little bit better. And typically you want to put your modem and your router somewhere in the in the center of your house. That's where the signal is going to carry the best to the rest of the house. Uh, right. But you're also kind of at the mercy of your install guy and where he decides to put your modem in. So if you're moving or you're having uh, your services move to a different room, uh, make sure that you specify where it is that you want the install guy to put it because they most of them are, are very reasonable and on time, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's kind that's of strange a new change. Yeah. Um, uh, they will uh, they will put it wherever you ask, oh. um, as long as you you know let them know you're concerned with that location. Otherwise, they're just going to stick a hole through your wall and shove the coax <laughs> in and you know activate it and run off. All right. So when we come back from break, we'll continue our discussion on home networking. Now, phone lines are open. So if you're dealing with a home networking problem or have a question about how or what devices you need, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or online at everydaytech at org. Now, our experts are standing by ready to help. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilts Petraire and Jeremy Thompson, our technology experts. Now, if you're just joining us today, we've been discussing home networking. To join our conversation or to ask any tech question, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we had our man Java on the, on the, um, on the board giving us that anniversary song. We really enjoyed that. We did. 
So, you know, we, we want another one now. You know, <laughs> uh, he's about to <laughs> he's, say something. He's queuing it up. Well, also, um, I wanted to say with uh, Wilts, when you talked about that, that recorded tone, for your, um, I don't know if y'all remember the movie Hackers with oh, yeah. Angelina Jolie. Hack the planet. And um, they were like, for making long distance calls, they just had that recording of the tones. Yeah. And you would just hold up the phone to the recording and then you could make a free phone call. Yeah. That was actually a simulation of a device that was uh, created by phone freakers uh, called a Blue Box. Yep, including the main one, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. <laughs> and Steve Wozniak. Yes. Wow. So I'm in Geek Nation right That's now. That's right. <laughs> well, no, and, and for Michelle, if you don't know, Steve Wozniak was also one of the uh, inventors, basically the co-founder of Apple. Okay. Yeah. All right. Steve see, Wozniak and Steve Jobs. Bring it back and to me. See, <laughs> they called Captain Crunch Captain Crunch because he found a whistle in a box of Captain Crunch cereal that could simulate that same tone that the phones use. When, when you put a quarter in, it would make a tone, but uh-huh. you wouldn't hear it. It wasn't audible. Uh, but it passed over the phone system, and that was how it verified that you had put the quarters in the phone. Wow. Yeah. And and also, it, it blew at 2,600 hertz. Yeah, yeah. Hence the name of the, uh, the Hacker magazine. Quarterly, which is 2,600. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I just got a little tech lesson That's this right. morning. No, you got, you got <laughs> some nerd <laughs> lessons. Ultra nerdism. That wasn't even tech. That was nerd. <laughs> Hence my glasses that I'm wearing now. See, you know, that's right. Go. And next week, I'll be more nerdy. You know, so I'm just, we'll put some tape the, in the middle of it. You'll have the Coke bottles. <laughs> Next week, you have a Coke bottle. We're going oh to get some white masking tape in yeah. the middle for it. There you go. That'll be my costume for Halloween, right? And we'll get you a pocket protector for Christmas. Oh <laughs> All right. So before the break, we were talking about why people tend to shy away from setting up home networks. And I had a question for you, uh, um, Jeremy, in just a second. Or why people feel that is so hard. Um, now, let's talk about some of the common devices used. But before we do that, we have our phone lines are blowing up. So we're going to go to Mobile, first of all and talk to Dave because he had a unwanted call solution. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. So you had a solution uh, for the unwanted calls. Well, uh, I uh, am in and out as far as uh, radio not being able to hear the uh, entire conversation. Uh, the gentleman that was talking about unwanted calls on his landline, did he say who his telephone provider was? He did not. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the company called No Mo Robo? No, sir. No. Okay. We're Googling uh, it now, though. <laughs> <laughs> they um, are um, affiliating with more and more telephone providers. They have set up a database. Uh, that contains numbers of robocallers. Mm-hmm. You sign up for their service as uh, non-commercial. It's free. And you work with your telephone company as far as putting in a number. And when um, you get a scam call, you uh, if it's a number on their directory, the call is routed to another number, and it dies. Uh, it works quite well. So that's, a, uh, that's an app that's available for Android and iPhone. And also, it looks like it does support your VOIP landlines, which are going to be the ones that come in from your cable providers, but that require an Internet connection. 
um, which is very helpful to a lot of our callers. But specifically the one that called in before, he had a landline, and it sounded like it was the plain old telephone system landline, uh, which this particular system would not uh, help him in his case, but would help most of our other listeners indeed. Um, there's another app I've got uh, that was uh, actually included with my new Galaxy that I got. It's called Haya, H-I-Y-A. Love Haya. AT&T is using it too. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's very good at telling me there's a suspected spam dollar. All right. Well, thank you, Dave, so much for calling in for that. And hopefully uh, what Jeremy looked up to can help some of our other listeners if they're having problems with that. Let's go next to Greenville and speak with Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Hey. Hi. So you have a tablet that's not working. Well, it does work, but um, this is one of those um, deals that was uh, for just a dollar. When I bought this uh, smartphone, I could get the tablet, too. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just going to cost a dollar. But with all the activation fees and other fees, um, I've spent a a couple hundred dollars. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and this is going to be spread out for six months, and I can't afford it. So I'm thinking about just changing uh, service providers. Will, will my tablet work with another service provider? Well, I want to caution you before you decide to do that because um, that device is going to be under some kind of a, an obligation for you to pay them back. Uh, they are still going to want the money for that tablet. Um, But, you know, you do what you got to do. As far as it working on another network goes, um, if you're not using it with a SIM card, it will work perfectly fine on Wi-Fi. But if you try to put another company's SIM card in it, it is probably locked to that previous carrier. Yeah, a lot's going to depend on where it's coming from. And it's kind of amazing you say that, Jackie. If my wife was in studio right now, she'd be fuming because basically the same thing kind of just recently happened to us. Uh-huh. Um, and ended up having to go through the whole rigmarole with cancellation fees and everything else. And I just, you know, I had to finally tell them, like, look, I didn't want it. You told me it would cost X. Here is a copy of our text message where you said it would cost X, and now it's costing Y, so I don't want it. And uh, it was quite a few hours and quite a few uh, gnashing of teeth and, and everything else. So definitely right. good luck with that. But, I mean, just really um, – well, um, I, I went to the president of the company, and and they refunded me one hundred and seventeen dollars. Uh, and, and but I just I thought that was it. Well, no, this is a six month deal. So. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 getting the Y instead of the X as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it's just. Overly aggressive marketing. Don't let them push you too far. Definitely um, with those promotions, uh, always always look for the fine print. There's always a catch, and uh, I've, I've, I've just kind of packaged this phrase these days. That's how they get you. Yeah. They get well, you with that dollar tablet. Right. Well, see, that's why I'm kind of scared to change uh, service providers because they're telling me, well, just for $10, and I'm thinking, uh, and – and yeah where's the end right exactly well thank you jackie and we hope it works out for you okay so we're gonna go to mikey my friend mikey mikey from mobile good morning mikey hey good morning thank you again for um uh, listening and and uh, helping me out um uh, and this is just kind of a general question i don't feel like particularly threatened but um there were some very disturbing sorts of um, uh, transmissions that uh, 
during the last hurricane that we had, which Harvey, I think, was the name. Goodness, you know, like we've had some. I've, I've lived through several. Okay, so it's it's hard for me to sort them out even anymore. Um, uh, but uh, the last threat that was significant to Mobile, um, these came over both my radio, which I've got to say, please, thank you so much. MPB, because there were times when you were the only radio lifeline that I had. And uh, um, I can't tell you how much that meant during those times when it was frightening. Um, However, um, in those times, uh, there were garbled, scrambled, and like I said, um, I've only, it came over the radio. And it also, um, because I really didn't use my cell phone that often. So what was it? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. But when what? I did listen to the messages, the same sorts of things were on it, and they seemed threatening and frightening. In in what way? Like, what was this that you heard? I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not I'm not understanding here. Well, I wasn't understanding either, and I I've only been able to listen to them once. Okay, I uh, don't know how we can help you out with that, unfortunately. Um, that's, a, that's a very interesting situation. Some sort of a, I know that, of, of course, during hurricanes, there's going to be a broadcast skip. There are going to be um, a tumultuous um, uh, mixings of the broadcast waves. Um, do you know anything about that? No, ma'am. Wow. Well, you stumped kinda, our experts here, Mikey. You know, um, like you said, maybe you can email the show and um, the guys can look further into that and see about... Yeah, we can about, maybe ask around a little bit. Yeah, and we have a lot of radio techs here, uh, engineers here that can possibly see what type of scrambling could take place during a hurricane with radio waves. So that's a good yeah. question. Thank you, Mikey, so much for asking that. And thank you for listening and continuing to support MPB Think Radio. We're going to go to Brandon now and speak with Alan about home networking. <laughs> Good morning, Alan. Oh, hey, Michelle and Jeremy and Wilk. How y'all doing? Hey, yeah, Alan. wonderful, Alan. Good, good. I I know we're talking about home networking, but since everything's going mobile these days, I wanted to mention a couple of apps that if you want to access the files that are on your home network computer or computers, you can do it from your iPhone. You know, I use iPhone and iOS, but I found a couple of really good apps that, that let you do it. Uh, the first one's called File Browser. That's uh, just like it sounds, no space between file and browser, and it's by the company Stratospheric. And it's great if you want to access any of the files on your home network when you're at home on the same Wi-Fi network. So Absolutely. you can see all of your files. It's got a bunch of different features that lets you – uh, I think you need open zip files and things like that, but it'll let you do a lot of stuff. So that's that that's kind of a handy app. I think it probably costs a little bit, but it's 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 very very good. And and second, if you're traveling, you're away from your home network, and you want to access the files on your home computer. All right, first thing is you have to leave your computer zone, which I think most people do nowadays. But there's an app called Tonito. It's T-O-N-I-D-O. And you can actually, by going through the Internet, you can actually browse all the files on your home computers that are, that are running at home, even if you're across the country and whatever. So 
I think it has a music player that's built into it. You, you, I mean, it, it really saves you on having to, to download a lot of music and stuff to your to your phone because you can access it when you're away, like on a Wi-Fi network and stuff like that. Oh, I just absolutely. wanted to mention those two. Very Thank cool. You. Thank you. Thank you, Alan, for that um, great information. Um, and I didn't know that um, that you can access remotely from your home network. If you, oh, yeah. if you have your devices set up the right way, and there are also uh, external drives that you can get now. They'd be like your cloud drives, uh, which allow you to set up like an external connection mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. your network uh, to access your files. So, yeah, that's, that's very useful. We're going to uh, take a quick break, but when we get back, I want to – you know, table that right there and come back to that and get into what devices do we need and, and let people know how to set it up. You know, what do we need? And if we let our company, like your company, cable company set it up, what are questions we need to ask them? We talked about the uh, modem being stronger. Can we request a bigger modem or stronger modem? Those are questions we're going to ask when we get back. Now, we want you to be a part of this conversation. Phone lines are open, so give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, if you're just tuning in, today's topic is home networking. Now, Wi-Fi not fast enough or can't program... Program that smart TV? <laughs> well, we've got the answers right here for you. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or, of course, you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, we were discussing um, getting the best routers and getting the best uh, signal in your home. And off air, we were, talk- we were talking about if you're cable company comes to your house and sets up your system, can you request a stronger modem? Uh, not usually, no. Um, they Maybe for business, they might have something more powerful, but typically for their consumer models, they're going to have one model that they put out. Yep. But you can tell that provider, as long as you can locate your own compatible equipment, they are not going to come and set this up for you, um, that you want to use your own equipment. Like at my shop, I, I own my modem. I own my router. Um, I don't pay that monthly fee for Comcast stuff, although they did try to charge me for it. And I looked at my bill and I was like, wait a minute, why are y'all charging me for this? So always check your bills also. Oh, yeah. But um, 
Their equipment is, especially, uh, we have, in Hattiesburg, we're like, if you want decent internet, you have to go with the Xfinity. And um, it's it's pretty decent, the, the modem router that they give you. It actually has a pretty good range on it. But like I was saying before, with the other routers, you can always use their modem and then hook your own router up to it. And as long as you run from uh, one of the ports on the back of the modem to the uh, the internet port, which is typically yellow or blue on the back of your router, um, it will share that signal, and you'll get a much stronger wireless signal throughout your house. Yeah, like we have AT&T at the house, and on the home, on the modem coming from AT&T, um, I actually turn off their wireless feature and then allow my wireless and my firewalls and everything else to actually take over. So I basically use them for an interface to the internet. And that's it. I take care of it behind there. So there's, there's a ton of different options, a ton of different ways you can go there. And really, it's one of those what what the uh, what the internet service provider is bringing you is meant to kind of be the you know nice general. Probably handles a majority kind of, the of fix folks. All. Yeah, yeah. And it also I mean, and think about it from the provider standpoint. If they only have like maybe one or two models out there, it's a lot easier for them to provide support. They can train their they can train their help desk folks. To say okay, here's what you're dealing with. Here's what it looks like. Here's how it acts. Um, because and, all you got to do is walk into your, you know, favorite box store and see all the different models of, you know, networking equipment on there and realize there's just a ton of different ones. So and, yeah, it gets very specific. And again, if you have your own equipment, they're not going to help you troubleshoot it. They, they are not. They will not. They don't have the experience with it. But everyday tech will. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was my next question. Have um, you, you tried you, turning it off? And right. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the big, big box stores and walking in and I do see this you know, this department full of modems and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you suggest like a person like me uh, calling someone like you or Wilts to come to my home and help me set it up or set it up for me? Because that's kind of challenging. Well, I, I would say yes, for most people, that's probably a solution. But I know we've got some DIYers out there right now <laughs> who want to take on this task on their own. And, you know, good for you, because it's really not that difficult anymore. Um, you get the say you want to buy both your modem and your router from Best Buy. You go get the modem, you pick out the router you want, then you take it home, you hook it into your cable connection, you plug it into the wall, you call whatever, whoever your provider is, and you give them the numbers off the modem, and boom, you're activated. I mean, wow. it's it's pretty yeah. simple. Is that simple? One it, one thing that uh, I get called in to do is deal with overseas, deal with customer support. There's a lot of clients who are like, I just don't want to deal with that, Jeremy. And I'm like, okay, that's no problem. That, that's what I do. And that's mm-hmm. me. I if you know now I do know you can call Comcast and now you can um, they have the button that says would you like to us to send a uh, refresh signal to right, your modem a signal and that that's a general troubleshooting thing if you're having a problem with your modem that's a good place to start and honestly I got to give it to Comcast they've kind of stepped up their game lately like being able to call and request right. that uh, their customer service is a lot better and their cable guys like I said they're, they're showing up on time they are they're very uh, knowledgeable I can't say that they do know what they're doing when they get when they finally get to your house they know their equipment right. well, we put the AT&T fiber in at the house and actually the gentleman who came out with that um, Definitely, definitely professional, definitely knew his stuff, mm-hmm. definitely really understood what he was installing. So I would definitely say there's, you know, we could, we could have an entire show just right. on customer service disappointments <laughs> sometimes. But I really think that there are there are quite a f- few shining examples out there. Now, when we're talking about equipment, one of the things I wanted to kind of throw out there, mm-hmm. if you've had your old wireless router for a number of years, these things do age. And like I mentioned before, we are asking a lot more from our home networks. So if you're seeing some performance issues, it also 
unfortunately, could just be time for an upgrade. And also, while we're on the subject of Wi-Fi, we've got a huge exploit out there right now that affects every version of Windows. Every version of Windows, every, version. every just about every version of Linux, just about every version of Apple, wow. all Androids and iOS. And it is a wireless vulnerability. It's named, it's actually an acronym, and I can't remember what it stands for, called CRACK, K-R-A-C-K. Mm-hmm. And it is a, a vulnerability in what's called WPA2. And that's uh, for the non- Non-acronym speakers out there, that is basically the encryption or the the thing that scrambles and makes your signal secure between your device and the wireless appliance. And there's pretty much every operating system out there right now is vulnerable. It is highly important that everyone run updates. This is There is no exploit in the wild for it. In other words, nobody's actively taking advantage of it that's known right now. But the potential of what this could do to the security of your information is... Massive. I will be. I'm finishing up a blog post for it. Hopefully by this afternoon, I'll actually have a blog post up uh, that will on our page that will include some links for some of the more common operating systems and how to make sure you update it. So is that so, on your phones as well? Yeah, yes. pretty much. If you get a thing that says you have a software update, you need to click that button. But be careful. There's going to be some fake ones coming up out there too. So well, it, you know, yeah. if yeah. if if you if you go into your uh, your system settings and you click software update and it says that it's available, that's a real one. Run that up. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, on your phone, I don't. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm running Apple. I must be secure. No, that that's that's a uh, that's a false sense of security. Apple has vulnerabilities too. This has nothing to do with the operating system. This has to do with wireless technologies and it's amazing how something like this can happen and it's it's you know a lot of people want to know like well how does this how does this keep happening well you've got human beings that create these things and we make mistakes all the time and you've got more ingenious human beings that are out there poking holes in these things trying to figure out where they give yeah. and this is a this is a this is a big problem wow. yeah the yeah i mean you know the the IT nerds, we have to defend against, you know, hundreds of thousands of potential open doors. They've only got to find one. Oh, my. So, so we're going to go back to the phone lines. Thanks for that information. And I hope everybody um, either wrote that down or follow you today and look at your blog and get that information again and go ahead and do that update on your home computers or all of your devices today. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to Madison right now and speak with John. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. You have a question about a Google, Google Drive? <laughs> well, actually, it's a, actually it's a statement. Uh, I, I was introduced to this a couple years ago, and it's a great way to access your files remotely from any device, and it's free. And uh, I haven't overloaded it yet, so I'm not sure what the max is on it, but it's been a great way to uh, – I'm a teacher, so I put all my stuff on there. And I can access them anywhere. I love my Google Drive. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, ditto, John. Um, actually, the maximum, I mean, for the for the free, I think it's 15 10 gigs. or 15 gigs. 15 gigs. And but with the, a very the, small fees. Yeah, yeah. And the 100 gig plan is one ninety nine a month. As in $1.99. $1.99 a month. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Hey, listen, uh, I have a question, too, that, that – uh, Got my curiosity up as I was listening. Fire away. You, okay, you said uh, I have a U-verse, and uh, you were talking about how you could turn their Wi-Fi off and turn ours on and not deal with all their slow service. So could you uh, 
Just give me a quick how you do that. Well, no, not exactly. Because, um, see, that, that requires you to actually log into their modem, and there's a lot that can be uh, messed with in there. So um, that, that's, that's, a, that's a big topic in and of itself. But if you wanted to bypass that modem, you could just you know not use that particular wireless network, and you could hook your own router into the back of it you could take it, you know, just take an Ethernet cable and plug it in the back of your modem and then get you a router and plug it into the Internet port on the router. And that will share your Internet connection with your devices with a more powerful signal. All right. Enough. Thanks for your help. Absolutely. Wow. So it's a lot of things people don't know that they can do. And, of course, some of the companies, big, bigger, larger companies, won't let us know well, about that. Well, they don't want you to know. Right. They want you to buy that modem from them. Exactly. Well, and then the hard part, I mean, and, you know, going back to where, where Jeremy was going with that is without actually knowing what particular modem uh, our different callers out there have, it's really hard for us, you know. Uverse uh, yeah. locks them up pretty tight because you have to have that device access code and they have like a special hidden IP for the modem itself. So it's not something that you just get. Yeah. AT&T's is very hard. I mean, very easy to go into. I mean, literally yeah. I log into it. The password is the special little code that's actually printed onto the modem itself. Right. And I literally went in and there's a checkbox that says wireless enable disable check un- clear the check. And it is now you know disabled. Um, but do, do mess with that particular console at your own risk uh, because your ISP may have to come fix that if you mess something up in your configuration. Not well, saying you will, just want to caution you, <laughs> you know, just be careful. That is smart to know that uh, if you mess with something and you call Comcast, they're going to uh, come out or not come out, right? They're going to look at you and go, that's you did something to this, didn't you? <laughs> or they're going to tell you to hit the reset button if yeah, there is right, one. Right, yeah. Back okay. to the reset, yeah, that's true. All right, now we're going to go back to Mobile and speak with Jesse. We have Jesse on the phone. Good morning, Jesse. Hey, how's it going? The last time we spoke, it was on automotive technology and safety. I think I remember you, yeah. Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you were our expert. What's up? Uh, thanks. Uh, this one's a little bit easier. I've got a couple of Windows 10, a Vista, and an ancient Windows 98. Now, the does not have Wi-Fi. You actually have to have a PCMIA card to get any type of networking. Yeah, the glory trying, days. Yes. With DOS, trying to get those to share information because there's a DOS-based football game on the Windows 98. But I would like to move over to the Windows 10, but getting it off has been a task as I can't get it to network with the others. So what about like a, a flash drive or even... A flash drive, it has one USB drive, and apparently that was the one you want to connect your USB printer. Mm-hmm. Well, now, here's an idea. What about taking that Windows yeah. 98, and maybe there's an app called VirtualBox? Um, okay. It is a free app, actually, by Oracle, and what it will allow you to do is to build up virtual environments. Now, I know on my Windows 10 machines, I'm able to build, I've actually built a Windows 95 box, just just you know, playing and goofing kind of allows it to run on over there, and that may be a way for you to bring that over. Your one big problem, as you're probably seeing, is really Windows now. Compatibility. Yeah, the, the, the DOS support is just pretty much no longer existent. It doesn't know how to talk to that anymore. Um, yeah, I found a program called DOSBox, so that's yep. my DOS interface. But getting the game off of the machine that's Windows 98, since there's not an easy way, yeah, it's, you could kind of CD player, but not a CD burner. You could pull the drive from that Windows ninety eight machine and get you a, a, a USB adapter, 
Um, even if it's one of the older IDE hard drives, that adapter should yep. still fit on there. Just make sure you run some power into that drive and you'd be able to read all your files that way. And it wouldn't matter if it was compatible or not. As long as, you know, you've got that adapter, you should be able to read any of those files. Yeah, this is back when Windows laptops maxed out at 98 RAM. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an IDE drive. You just, yeah. uh, there should be a little panel on the bottom there. Just pull it out and um, get you a USB IDE adapter and yep. you'll be able to pull all that off. And with the laptop yep. hard drives, typically you don't have to run any kind of power into them. They have that uh, built in with the USB. Yeah, the one panel on the bottom is for access to the RAM. It wasn't exactly built for modular expansion. It might be one of the side panels. Yeah, it could be a Maybe. side panel. Yeah. Side panel is your CD, your PCMIA, and your battery. Well, you're just difficult today, man. All right. Yeah. So uh, you may have to take that thing apart in order to get to the hard drive. It's looking that way. And good luck because those those laptops in that in that day they were they were quite well built. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They they also doubled really, really well to be able to go out in Mobile Bay down there and go do a little fishing and use an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jesse. You know, when you three get together, it, I just sit back and um, put my hands on my. Uh, she head smiles and, a lot, and I just smile and listen to the R E M M's and the um, P R Q's, and you know. Just the jargon. <laughs> but thank you again, Jesse, for calling in. We'd love for you to call and uh, talk Tech Talk. All right. Speaking of Tech Talk, when we come back from break, we'll be discussing home networking troubleshooting tips. So go ahead and get your pencils and paper out so you can take notes. All right. Plus, there's still time for you to get your troubleshooting questions in. So give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 or online at Everyday Tech at MPB. We'll be right back after the news. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Welcome back. This is Dan Rather. No. <laughs> no, this was the nightly news with Tom Brokaw is what this yes. was. <laughs> now, welcome back. You're listening. Everybody's like, look at my radio. What am I listening to? This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo, not Dan Rather, with uh, Wilt Contreras and Jeremy Thompson. Now, if you're just joining us, you've missed a great show. We're talking about home networking. Now, we have open phone lines, so there's still time for you to get your tech questions answered. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 But if you have missed the show, you can always go online to Everyday Tech at MPB online.org and subscribe to our podcast and listen to all of our shows. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about um, common devices and things that you can use on home networks, but let's talk about troubleshooting now. What are some of the common calls that you guys get about um, trouble or problems with home networks? A lot of what I see with home networks is actually a fault with either Windows 10 or the manufacturers that are uh, building these drivers. Um, your wireless drivers, actually all the drivers in your computer, they update over time. And it's possible for an update for that driver to install and then break itself. That's what we see a lot of in the shop. We have to actually go in and repair the driver issue 
Um, and then there's also uh, there's a way that you can reset all the networking protocols, which I'm not going to get into on the air. But there's a way to reset all the networking protocols, and that's usually uh, another way that it gets fixed. So it's either the drivers or the uh, they call it the TCP IP stack to throw another bunch of letters at <laughs> yes, you there. Yes, okay. <laughs> now, that's transmission control protocol, internet protocol. That's okay, right. anyway. <laughs> now, uh, and, and e- even all the way down to some of the even more simple ones of – I forgot my password Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, luckily a lot of your consumer based home networking devices do a really good job of trying to make themselves fairly low maintenance. Of course, you can always get into the more advanced features with them, but uh, it it really is amazing. I mean, I know y'all probably get tired of hearing us computer nerds say this, but it's amazing what turning it off, turning it back on again can really do. Absolutely. Yeah. Depending on how your internet is coming into your house, I have noticed people uh, maybe after a significant storm, you know, we get a lot of electrical storms around here, basically. Uh, they'll, you know, notice, I mean, I've heard this from the kids a few times, ah, you know, the internet's acting a little crazy. Okay. Turn it off. Wait about 15 seconds. Turn it back on. You know, always try the simple free thing first and okay. just kind of reset some things. And if you've got one box in your house, then you just unplug it, let it sit for a few seconds, and then plug it back in. If you've got two boxes, that means you've got a modem and you have a router. You want to reset your modem first. You want to go ahead and unplug your router, plug your modem back in, give it a couple of minutes to boot back up, and then plug your router back up. Yeah, I usually tell folks kind of work from your wall out. Yeah. So the first item out of your wall would normally be your modem. And if you have additional devices, that's going to after that's going to be your router. And if you have an additional device after that, it's more than likely going to be your computer or something. So I usually I restart from the wall mm-hmm. and give them about a minute in between once each comes up, and then work your way out. Okay, good information for us non-tech ones. But we're going to go back to the phone lines before we are done today and go to Brandon and speak with Carolyn. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. You have a good question morning. about a Wi-Fi network. Yes, uh, we travel in an RV, and the RV parks will often have an unsecured Wi-Fi network, or sometimes they have a password, but of course everybody in the RV park has that password, and primarily my question is, if I only access my email, does that expose my whole, everything on my computer or my iPad, or does it only expose my email? The technical answer is yes, absolutely. <laughs> However, <laughs> when you put that password in, um, it doesn't necessarily mean just because they have the password that they can see what's going on with your computer. Now, that doesn't mean if they weren't savvy that they couldn't, <clears throat> excuse me, that they wouldn't be able to ascertain that information. So what we recommend is uh, using a VPN. That's a virtual private network uh, that costs you maybe six to ten dollars a month. And um, when you connect to that public Wi-Fi, you would actually connect to your VPN, and that would make sure that you're on an encrypted connection and that your neighbors most absolutely cannot snoop on what you're doing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for uh, having that question. Now we do have some uh, crack attack um, information. That we have. Crack is whack. <laughs> crack is whack. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk, say one more time uh, about your blog and the information you're going to put up about the um, uh, crack internet security attacks. Yes, at uh, mpbonline.org slash everyday tech. Uh, I'm just finishing up a blog post to put up there and it'll go. And usually um, Ellie and the rest of the team out here, they'll end up sharing that out as well on some of the social media channels. 
just to kind of give some directions uh, with what to do for some of your common operating systems to make sure you're updating and a little bit of of uh, info, a little bit deeper info on crack, not not going totally, you know, going total full nerd on it, but just giving some better some better insight so people can actually understand what's going on and why it is so important that we get those updates out there. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming in. I'm not used to having both of my tech guys here today. I feel very lucky having Jeremy and Wilton in here today. We want to thank you for joining us. Now, if you've missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. Java Chapman was our board operator. And our phone screener was Jared Halvin. For Wilts Contreras and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo. And join us next week at 10 a.m. for Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.